0: Hey, welcome back to another Jackrabbit Illustrated Podcast, presented by Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, Jackrabbit Central, and Cubby Sports Bar and Grill. In this episode, the A-Team sits down and discusses the upcoming sold-out game at Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium with the UND Fighting Hawks. Here's Dallas and Matt. Hey, here we are, back for another episode today. Uh the Jack Herbit Illustrated Podcast. Um coming off improvement week. Chad's in Germany. Chase is at a wedding. Dallas is flying out here soon. Uh side so of Miles in London with me tonight. Uh for we're the A team tonight. So Dallas, how are you? Oh, yeah. Good. I'm glad you got some backup. Uh yeah, it was a photo finish getting in here. Glad that
1: I could make it. Glad I could jump on. Chad made the most of improvement week, that's for sure. Uh, I think he probably got the better of all of us, I'd imagine. It where, bavaria or i don't even know where he's at apparently he's in the air right now right
0: yeah right yeah he's i don't know where he's at he's been all over the place like seriously his travels on twitter and he's been taking this flatjack with him and stuff and
1: yeah I check out
0: check out some of his
1: pictures if you haven't it, it's it's impressive i'm ultra jealous but uh, be good to have him back for sure
0: yeah for sure um, it kind of made me laugh. I'm not sure, you know, he went live from one of the beer halls in Oktoberfest oh, and, and he went live and they were singing country road, take me home. <laughs> and then, uh, one of, one of the other accounts, the Jackrabbit accounts, uh, I don't remember who for sure. Sorry, whoever it was posted, uh, posted like bar stool posted, you know, this beer hall singing country road, take me home.
1: No but I,
0: I don't think it was the same one. Uh, but I was, looking all over for this giant bearded man. Uh, But he wasn't wearing his floppy hat. So he's, you know, a little harder to pick out in a crowd um, than he normally is, I guess.
1: Yeah, he fit in pretty well in that crowd the way that it looked. But man, what a good time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully next week we'll have Chad. Hopefully next week we'll have Chase. Uh, Who knows? But me and Dallas, we'll be here for you. Yeah, I'll be here next week. Won't,
1: won't be traveling. Like I said, today was a complete photo finish. I just sat down. I'm in a weird, like, little sound
0: booth thing which works out kind of well. You still have your Delta Pass for the Delta Lounge? Yes, yes. All right. so any,
1: any connoisseurs, if you're an MSP, the, the G-Gate Delta Lounge is far and away the best, probably the nicest one I've ever been in. Uh, they right. should sponsor us, by the way, because I brought that up. But <laughs> find a good hangout spot. I'm good here till about 7.30. Got another 25 minutes. All how, right. how did you, but hold on, I'm curious. How did you spend your improvement week?
0: Improvement week. Uh, what did we do yesterday, guys? I don't know. You know, Kelsey went out and did a bunch of shopping, so we stayed home. We went to the park. We rode a bike. We played catch, uh, made some food, laundry, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: All right. They got to gotta catch up. That's how it goes. Now, same Same at our household. A lot of football to watch. So man, what a fun day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah
0: that was good. We watched some football. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, Jack Herbert Illustrated, uh, our podcast, our title sponsors, is Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. Uh, very thankful for them. Uh, My wife actually was just mowing right before we came in here. So I got a bit of a late start coming in too. Uh, So uh, yard looks good. Love that mower. Honestly, I'm getting a little itchy to test out the snowblower. I I don't want snow, but I want to test out the snowblower. I don't know if that works. So uh, if there's a way that I could test my snowblower without having snow, that'd be fun. So thank you, Kubota dealers, Um, you know, South Dakota. There's eight of them to choose from, soon to be nine. Uh, John Colley, we can connect you with him if you're you know, looking for something. Uh, he's going to help you find the, the piece of equipment that's right for your space, your acreage, your yard, your farm, whatever it may be. They have some full-size tractors now that look pretty cool too. So, yeah. All right. So, Dallas. Um, obviously, we didn't have a game this week. We had improvement week, like you just said. But we do have the North Dakota – Fighting Hawks coming to town, right? In our Missouri Valley opener, Um, big game, big game. I've been this one's been circling the calendar for a
1: while. I think just uh, it's a heck of a test to open up in a team that I don't know makes
0: most folks nervous every single year. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes us nervous because A Stig uh, and Bubba were good friends, right? Stig talked about that all the time, and it did. Feel like um, for a bit there Bubba may have had his number was in his head or something Um, those games are always good their offense is a pain in the butt super creative Um, Tommy Schuster is a good quarterback and they always play really good special teams right their special teams is always elite
1: that is to me that's the hallmark one of the two or three hallmarks of a very well coached team and I'm, I'm a big Bubba fan um, you know, again, I, I think it's probably because Stig was so much, and that that that's why I respect him as much as I do. But you look at the fact that they play great special teams, and the number of games that you've seen where they might be down by a couple scores in the fourth, and this goes for other other games other than ours. They play till the very end. That thing is not over until it's over. They play, you know, to the whistle, and and yeah, I, I think they're you know they're going to bring it like always.
0: And then I look at their offense this year. And, you know, their offense, um, they got this, you know, these good backs. Um, the Luke Skokna is back. I'm not sure if you've seen him or not, but he was he, that. He all here. Yeah. He's a load. Yeah. Luke Skokna is the small one,
1: the little oh, one. Oh, boy. He runs hard. Yeah. Was, how big
0: is he? He's 5'7 or so, something like okay, that. Okay. I
1: legitimately. The note I made just from watching film without looking it up, it must just be based on the way he runs because, man, he's –
0: Well, but they do have they do have a couple different backs, Dallas. So maybe you're talking about uh, one of their other ones. So uh, Gavin Zebarth, that's their load. That's the guy that's going to smack you. Yep. Um, Zebarth is – Zebarth's a big boy. And Zebarth is a story that – you know, he's one of those kids that's probably worth rooting for, except when he doesn't play the Jacks, right? Yeah. Um, because he was very under recruited, he put up a ton of yards in high school. Very zenner esque in Minnesota. Yeah, he's a Minnesota um, kid. Yeah, and then and then UND I think may have been his only Division one offer. Um, and so he like he's just a fun kid to root for, and it's, it's good to see him having success. Skoken is the kid. Um, again, that just he, he was that spring season. I think he kind of stood out. Special teams guy. Ah, uh, just a quick little shit, um, five seven or so. Really, someone just kind of a fun player, but he's really battled injuries. And then they brought in uh, a transfer from Jackson State, kind of a Dion connection in Donovan Hunt, which is someone that we had looked at recruiting as well. So kind of interesting. Yeah. I like
1: it. So I, I looked. The one thing that stands out to me about their their offense is is just the ability to spread it around. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you mentioned good quarterback play, and I I mean I'd call it great quarterback play from from all the I, I did get through at least highlights for the three games. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of folks returning, a lot of guys returning from past years. But you know, let, let's start with it. This game begins and ends on offense for them with Schuster. Mm-hmm. You know, he brings back very good pocket awareness. Uh, he just he he moves well. He's quick enough. Uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily just call him a mobile quarterback, but he's, you know, he just, he's, he's got that sense, right. And he can cause a lot of problems if he's, if he's moving around, uh, pretty tough to get a hold of. But on the flip side of that, like you have to get pressure on him or he will sit back and absolutely pick teams apart. If you look at the way they spread the ball around this year, I mean, outside of their, their top guy after Belquist, I mean, it is absolutely anybody with a Jersey that's enrolled at the school can catch a pass at any given moment, <laughs> Right. It is it's like, you look at it, it's just like three, three, four, two yards are all about the same. Like he is not, he isn't looking for one person after, after you go with Belquist who is super dangerous uh, on the run after the catch, it, it can go absolutely anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim Poppins, right. Slippery. Sli- Schuster is a slippery quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just has a way of feeling pressure. I mean, both him and Nick Baker, like, scare me, right, For in that regard. Ooh, yeah, that's a scary Is that just they, they both um, have an innate sense of how to get loose, how to make some space, um, how to buy time in the pocket, and then they have that go-to receiver. Him and Belquist just have a heck of a connection yep. uh, where they just seem to know what they're doing. So uh, left the left side of their offensive line is also really like them. Uh, Kitty's played quite a while. Uh what's the guard's name? Ventrelli, something like that. Oh no, I didn't get to go line. Um, really a nice player. Both of those players are, are experienced um and good. So that's enough. <laughs> Thank you. Um Bill Dent here. Um, nice schedule to have both North Dakota teams at home. Very favorable that the Jacks for the Jacks this year. Agreed, Bill. Uh, but we beat them both these teams on the road last year, and so that's just how it is. Um all right, Dallas, you're going to take over here. We're calling a timeout on this end. All right, not a problem. I can do that. So let's continue
1: talking offense a little bit more uh, for UND. Again, you talk about just kind of discipline, the ability to spread the ball around. That makes me just a touch nervous because, you know, you can't single anybody up on any one particular player in the pass game. It's going to go absolutely anywhere. Uh, back to Schuster, though, when you talk about the fact that he's he's, he's a bit elusive, he's tough in the pocket to pin down, uh, got to have a disciplined pass rush. And that's something that we harped on a little bit the last couple of weeks. We talked about the fact don't have a sack, yada, 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 not going to beat the guys up. We have a fantastic uh, group on the defensive line, but the fact of the matter is, is you have to be very disciplined because there's that in between when you pass rush a guy like that, you can't be soft. He has to know you're there. Cause again, he can act as a pocket passer when he wants to, but if you're disciplined, you get too far upfield, you create run lanes, he's going to take off and, and beat you up with that. So, uh, otherwise on the offense uh we already touched on the running game i, I was impressed that that zbarth how hard he runs mm-hmm. uh and then the last note that i had matt was uh man did you see the, the how they line up on the goal line if, if yeah it's basically the hold, hold on <laughs> i gotta i gotta try to lay this out for everybody it's it's like a cartoon the offensive line gets into like a junior high four point. And it works, right? So, so bear with mm-hmm. me here, but it's worked every time I've seen it. I mean, they are inches from the ground, and and the D line every time I watch it tries to get underneath them, and it's I've just I've never seen that like an offensive and a an defensive line crouch that low and go at each other, and and it's usually when they bring that uh, that Vaughn in kid from yeah. uh, guy from Canada, Canada. big quarterback, yeah, yeah, bring him in and he just runs over the top of everybody. My thought, if I was coaching against that, I would actually have have your one technique get down super low and then I basically jump and go over the top. Cause normally you never want to go over the top. You always want to submarine in that, that instance on, on the, the goal line is a defensive lineman, but, but they are so stupidly low. I try to <laughs> go over the top.
0: Yeah. Try something different, right? Because yeah. Quincy Vaughn's statistics are ridiculous. He has like six rushing attempts for four yards and two touchdowns or something like that. <laughs> <Yep>. So, <laughs> and he, you know, I, I'm, i wrote this in uh opponent preview, which is coming out tomorrow but it's bonkers to me that it took them this long to move him from quarterback to tight end. Like the kid's just, a, he's a natural athlete and he was never going to beat out Schuster at quarterback. They're part of the same class. Why didn't they get him, you know, in a position, a different position sooner? Cause he, he's hes having a decent year at tight end already. So I don't know. You can still bring him in do the wildcat stuff like we did with Tucker, um, which obviously is what he is. So yeah. It, when you, when you get an athlete, get them on the field, right? Yeah. I I don't get it because they don't still don't have like a ton of production out of tight end right now. So they haven't had that since the spring season. Um, no, so I, don't don't, I, I didn't, did you get a feel
1: if that was for, is that schematic or is that, is that the weapons that they have? Because I to know, me, it just, I guess it was just yeah. scheme.
0: I mean, they had that good tight end. What was his name? Paulson or something like that, that spring season. That was right. a big right. weapon too. I forget his right. exact name, but um, he was a good player. And, so I don't know. Um, I'm glad you brought up Vaughn because just that stat line just cracks me up. Yep. Six rushes for four yards, two touchdowns. So they do, and and again, it's it's a selfless team that they they you know whoever needs to to run it in, whoever's number gets called, they're ready. Yeah. Hey, just because we're uh, short on segments tonight, without a without another game to talk about, um, before we do defend preview their defense, um, let's talk about Jackrabbit Central quick. Yes. Um, and Jackrabbit Central uh, put out their hobo day, hobo day line of clothing this week. So if you want to get the official Hobo Day gear, um, get on to JackRabbitCentral.com, get that ordered. I'm sure it's already up in the bookstore. Um, Also, their Pheasant State stuff has become really, really cool. Um, I liked that stuff uh, and thought it was a good idea when they first did the hats, you know, 10 years ago, it may have been already, um, and thought it was something that they should have done a long time ago. But their Pheasant Day gear is really cool. I mean, you don't have to wear it just out pheasant hunting, obviously, Uh, wear it it wherever. Um, I saw Brendan a picture of him and I think he had it on. And so uh <laughs> so go, go to Jackrabbit Central. That guy uh, wears everything well. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> He's just a handsome man. Yeah, he is. Uh don't tell him that. All right. Um, but I did he, see he doesn't watch uh, us anyway. We're good. Yeah, right. Uh for Jack. Thanks, Jim Poppin', for putting that link up in the chat on Facebook. Um, their downtown location. I saw they put out some tweets, or Instagram photos, whatever. Uh looks like they're getting ready to move back into that store. So the downtown location will be open soon, stadium store on game days, and then the student union store. So there we go. All right. Next up, their defense. Uh, What do you think? Did you get to watch any of their defense at all, Dallas? Did you focus I, on offense? Uh No, I got a
1: chance, watched both of it. A uh, handful of things stood out, and it was more just – trying to think through how we're going to try to match them up because I, I mean I think they're they're a decent team defensively mm-hmm. um, and you know it's it's tough they I, they appear to me and, and Matt you can go ahead and contradict if you want uh I liked their linebacker group a lot yep Uh their defense I, I didn't actually look at the the tape but they're there excuse me didn't actually look at the the height and weight. Their defense plays a bit undersized. I don't know if they actually are, but that's how they look. And it looks to me like they try to counteract that, but they bring five guys an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, and they also do a fair amount of stunning, too, uh, which it, it's total feaster fam when you look at that. They bring five rushers, at least again, looking through the highlights and scanning through film as much as I did. I wish I knew a percentage, but five guys a ton and yeah. mixed success. It's, it's, I saw a lot of scrambles on the blitzes and they look very susceptible to run. Uh, the run when they blitz as well
0: yeah you know they play a 3-4 right and they they probably are for a 3-4 defense their ends are still undersized they finally went out and got a big nose tackle though a nose guard yeah. and you know a tra- a grad transfer from northern illinois i believe he's like 6 2 something yeah. like that so uh finally like we've been saying that for years right it doesn't make any sense with their yep. um with their 3-4 hey chad's here what airport lounge this week, Big D? All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Already covered
0: it. We'll catch up later, Chad. Good to see you. <laughs> um, but, you know, same thing. When I was going through their stats, I believe all their linebackers have a sack or, a quarter- or multiple quarterback hits. And then they also have on their safeties and cornerbacks, they all have cornerback or quarterback hits too on the stat sheet. So they're sending a lot of pressure from a lot of different places. So yeah, going to be a nice test for the 605 hogs. You you picked, yep. nailed that, Dallas. So Yeah, a yep. lot,
1: lot, lot to look at. And then that also means if you're bringing safeties and, and messing up that much, you got to keep got to keep somebody in the block. So uh, whoever, if, it, if it's Isaiah, whoever happens to be in there, they got to be prepared, ready for pass pro. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking a little bit more on how to attack this, two things stood out to me. First one is they look extremely susceptible to, uh, to run in the quarterback and and i and i know that tanner wanted to fight me last week for for bringing up uh you know pulling pulling mark and putting chase in a little bit but man this feels like a good week to bring chase in and let him run the ball i think that would be a a, a great way to approach it because again just with with some of the misdirection and the things and you've got timing with blitzes and stunts and whatever it's it's so easy uh for a quick hole to open up that creates six seven yards you know just like that Mm-hmm. When, when, when you've got a mobile quarterback and something that runs as hard as he does. And obviously Mark can run too. I'm just thinking for the sake of, of, you know, trying not to give him too many hits as we enter, enter the Valley here. Uh, the other one that I'm curious to hear your take on, I love our wide receivers one-on-one versus their corners. Oh my goodness. I, if we can make sure that we can get them manned up, singled up, get somebody on an Island as often as possible. I tell you what, I know that I was the one saying red shirt <laughs> if you put if you put Get Wilde one on one against either one of those starting corners enough times, he's going to go off for one fifty and two touchdowns. I sure. I I just I don't think you put that kind of size and speed on them that they can they can take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know the one corner that they have that really is good. He's an All Valley contender is CJ Siegel, um, number three for them, and he's had a good career there. But otherwise, I think you're absolutely right, Dallas. I think you can probably pick on any other corner not named C.J. Siegel. I think their safeties are probably a little bit susceptible also. uh, Their number four, Malachi Buckner, actually played linebacker for him last year, and now he's back at safety. Um, So that's an interesting switch for him as well. Um, I think he played – where was it? Gardner Webb is where he came from. So super interesting there. That's something I'd probably look at attacking – could be a Zach Hines type of day. Who knows? Tucker Tucker typically had a nice game against UND, right? So, oh, that's a good point. And so.
1: again, that goes back to the matchups thing. You have a, you know, your six, seven tight end and you, you do enough motions and figure out who's singled up. And again, I don't think any of their corners are bad by any as stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination. To me, it just, as much as I saw on film, there's multiple guys that gave up, you know, kind of high point balls to taller, fast wide mm-hmm. receivers. And I, I think that benefits the Jacks big time.
0: Yeah. All right, Dallas. While we still have you here, um, I'm writing down what's our what's our predictions here for this one. Offensive player, who are you going with? Offensive. You know what? Give me give me
1: Wildy because I brought his name up already. What the heck? All right. Let's do it. I All think right. it's
0: I think it's going to be I think it's going to receiver. Let's go with Wildy. Okay. Uh, and and I'm going to go with Isaiah. I know that's not super like. Ooh, but Isaiah, <laughs> Ooh. that's who we're going with. So, Chad, you're on, so send it in, Chad. Uh, all right, defensively, um, he's going to be on a pitch count, but I'm going Adam Bach. Adam Bach on this one. Just kind of spying Schuster, messing around, but he's going to make some plays. Um,
1: Yeah, oh, man, that's, I'm excited to see him back on the field.
0: So, to me, when you look at a game
1: where – if they have success running the ball, something's horribly wrong. And I, 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 I just you, – you look at what this team's capable of and, and you look at kind of their stat line for the year and, and the lines matching up, and I just I, – I don't think that that's going to happen. So to me, they gotta, they, they're going to have to go to the pass probably earlier than they want. Um, and you've got a quarterback that can scramble, which sometimes makes it to the second or third level. Uh, I'm not sure – I want to go with a safety – and Ooh. I cannot. Yep, I want to go with the safety, and I actually don't know which way to go. So I'll let you, you can pick. If I can pick a position group, I know that's lazy, <laughs> but, but I could go either. I could go either way uh, from the safeties. All
0: right, we'll let we'll let the listeners vote. All right, is it going to be I, Kale Reader, Kobe Huter, or Tucker Large? There you go.
1: I, I you pick to, one of those
0: ba- based on how good he looked last week.
1: I really want to go with Tucker, but I also don't want recency bias to throw me off.
0: <laughs> All right. So Jim Poppin has a vote in for Kobe. All right. And Chad in the meantime has voted Dyson. That's his prediction. Ooh, okay. All right. Uh oh, Kibby, Kibby goes with Tucker. Okay. Oh, Ryan right. Francis goes right. with Reader. Hold on, hold on. I don't know. We don't we don't know that that was
1: <laughs> I love that. We don't... Right. also hold on. It, it, Kibby's name is first. That's
0: Kibby and Lee shared so it's probably Lee, right. but we don't know. Or could do that. Oh, sorry. Either way. Yep. Laura Lee goes with Kobe Herder. Oh man. Randy Jacobs goes with Tucker. This is, this isn't looking good. I don't know Dallas. This isn't going to decide anything here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Tina Kozart throws in a, a vote for Jason Freeman, who Ooh. has had uh, been really solid in box absence. So man, once again, just a night, nice, thank God we got him. <laughs> He's had a nice, nice season. So Ooh, far.
1: note to future self. I think I'm going to start doing a, Twitter poll, yeah, for, for player of the game before we come in. Okay. All, right. okay, all right. I call. I call that. You're not allowed to do it.
0: Although I might forget. That's all yours. I may forget. <laughs> the people's vote. All right. So you'll give some options. Like who you're kicking around. Yeah. And then there you go. Perfect. All right, uh, Chad. Give us your score. You get to go first here. Um, so Dallas, what are we gonna go with? Who are, we, who are you choosing here?
1: Uh Obviously going with the Rabbits, and hold on, I did not pick this ahead of time, and I had their – I'm going to speak slowly so I can find it. Their average – all right, so they're – on the year, they're 36-4-23 against. Uh, I think we can put some points up on these guys. I think they can score as well. I'm going to go 38 Jack Rabbits. 28 Hawks formerly known as Sue.
0: All right. Chad says 42 to 20. Ooh. All right. And Dallas uh my prediction that I believe I have in my article tomorrow is like 38 21 something like that. Nice. So Yeah. I mean, mine goes back. I I think
1: I think it's a, a solid two score game going into the fourth. I think uh, you you get past halftime. I think the lines start to wear their lines down, yep. but again, I also they're gonna score a touchdown with ninety seconds left or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, interest. They've just had an interesting schedule, right? Uh, they beat Drake fifty-five to seven, Northern Arizona, who we'll talk about here in a bit, 37-22. And then lost to Boise State 1842. So, like what those are three game games that are hard to right. What does that sorry? Oh, I said what a weird game that Boise game was. Yeah, like that was close, right? Till midway through the third, essentially. It was, it was close,
1: but then like both teams gave up just awful turnovers and lost opportunities. And yeah, it was it was a bizarre game.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um, so I don't know, should be fun. The game is essentially sold out. Um, they haven't posted the official sold out like they did for NDSU this week. Um, but if there's any tickets that open up, it's going to be pretty minimal. They've done like two different ticket dumps last week where they probably opened up 40, 20 to 40 tickets, I'd say. Um, and those sold out within hours. So, so
1: those, those happen for anybody that's curious. I mean, things will look sold out. It won't be officially sold out. There's groups that have tickets reserved for any various game. So there's mm-hmm. the there's the opposing team, you know, opposing team's family, there's our, our opposing team has tickets, our, our, you know, team's family has tickets for this yep. one. It's the, I think it's the, the, the Letterman, you know, former players Letterman weekend. So there's an allotment there if you don't claim they go back in. So that's why it kind of ebbs and flows back and forth, but don't, don't, don't kid yourself. This thing sold out.
0: Yeah. Yep. Whew. Whew. thought I just sneezed. All right, uh, Jacks. So Jacks, bring the pass rush this week. Forty-one twenty-four from Excellent. Ryan Pranzell. Time for the D line to get going with a sack or two. Jim, there we go. We agree. Uh, Alex says most models also viewing is very similar to Boise caliber. Okay, yeah. Also, hey guys, if you're not reading Alex's uh, by the numbers thing that comes out on Thursday, his blog post on JackrabbitIllustrated.com. Read it. Read it. It is it's, so good. It's Alex, so good. It it was I I actually I was going to reference it a
1: couple times and just ran out of time here today but yeah it's uh, Bravo it I for anybody especially whether or not you love math I love math it it is it's just a a great breakdown of how everybody sits and kind of odds and yeah it's really good
0: yeah so thanks Alex that's been a great addition yep all right Chad's coming home the other yeah the other part (laughs) hold on what Chad say Chad's coming home
1: oh he's coming home welcome welcome almost home Chad.
0: No need to post that, Matt.
1: <laughs> Yay. So we did it anyway. Yeah, Chad is. We, we mentioned it earlier. He was in Europe. He had like a five hour layover today in Chicago after a transatlantic flight, which bleh, sounds awful. And then uh, he's finally uh, on his way home to Sioux Falls right now. So,
0: <laughs> um, what else, Else? Anything else? No, I don't think so. I probably
1: got a bail here more right. than just a few minutes. So yeah. uh, thank you for moving it for everybody that, that changed their time. It's completely my fault that we had to go at seven instead of eight. But, uh, yeah, appreciate it.
0: Sounds good. Um, one last person to mention here before we kind of move on. Uh, Hannah Owens has been doing our photography this year, the Owens you, Effect. Anna. And she just dumped a bunch of photos in uh, the folder Dallas. So you can look at it on your on the plane maybe. Ooh, um looks- so that's cool. Um, but she does a great job. I mean, if you're liking her pictures that we've been putting in the blog and everything, uh, go to the Owens uh support her work. She does great. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you, Hannah, for whatever right, well, you this.
1: I am off to Kentucky. It was good to chat. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the game this week.
0: Oh, train. That's the time. That's Perfect the
1: time. time. That means I got to go.
0: Yeah. See you later. All right. Good <laughs> All right. So, um we're gonna talk about for the rest of the show, just have some fun talking about all of the good FCS games that were happened uh, yesterday. Ridiculous amount of games. And in the description for this show, I kind of put who we think are the contend- contenders from the pretenders, right? Um, and I know that's kind of cheesy, but I don't know. Chad usually writes those. So let's talk about uh, our sponsors here first, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Um, bringing the family down for this weekend's game against UND will likely end up at Culver's at some point. Um, Just a great, great place. Everyone in my family likes it. The kids love it. Uh, The bags have the scoopy tokens on them now. So that's that. Uh, Love their burgers. Personally, for me, kids love their chicken strips. Uh, They were here at the start of the show, the kids, if you join us late. And uh, yeah, they're, they're good. So anyone hungry, (laughs) Jim, Jim posted the, Um, pictures um, of when he was at Culver's on his way to the Twin Cities. So thanks, Jim, for doing that. When you guys are at Culver's or any of our sponsors, tag us, take a picture, post it. Um, We do appreciate that. So, all right. And Austin VanderRoll wants to know when I'm getting on a flight. Got to be feeling left out here. Sure do. Uh, But I'm actually going um, pretty soon on a a trip. I'll miss Hobo Day. Uh, I won't be out of the country yet. But after Hobo Day, Sunday we leave, so you won't see me that night. So maybe. We'll see. See what kind of uh, internet we have. All right. So let's talk about this. Someone already brought up Montana State really took care of Weber. Yeah. Uh, Montana State looked good, for everyone. Man, didn't they? I don't know. Sean Chambers um, sure doesn't have much touch on any of his passes, but he has a strong arm. Uh, not always super accurate either. Um, but those tight ends were cooking. And when they run the ball like that at you, you know, constantly play after play after play, and then run one of those bootlegs to those tight ends that are all six, five plus um, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Right. So that Montana state offense looked good. Weber state's offense looked terrible. I think part of that is a function of Montana state's defense playing really, really well again, they look like a heck of a defense this year. Um, but man, uh, Weber State's offense is bad. So I'm labeling Weber State at this point as a pretender. They do have the big win over you and I, but they're a pretender at this point. Uh, Montana State's for real. Um, we'll talk about a few more teams that I think are in that upper echelon, and I'll give some justifications on that. Um, Jim says uh, Chambers should be their quarterback one. I don't know. I think their offense is really fun with both Mallott and Chambers on the field. Um, Chambers just looked excellent last night, though. So, Idaho, Sacramento State, that'll be the next one we talk about. If you didn't see this, Idaho kicked a game-winning field goal. Uh, at They snapped the ball at five seconds, and they beat Sacramento State 36-27 because they scored a touchdown on – uh, what was it? It was the uh, Sacramento state was trying to run like a lateral play to get the ball, um, advance the ball up the field. Uh, bad pass, Montana state scooped it and scored <laughs> just a bad beat. Alex Kinkle's right. All time bad beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think both Idaho and Sacramento state are for real, both good teams. Um, truthfully, I've never watched a ton of Idaho, even with Eck being there but um just they look good solid on defense i'd be curious you know we've talked about this do we want to play Eck? do we not want to play Ek? um i'd say bring it jimmy knows his offense him and schleisner's offense um you know their defense who knows like lujan's part of the same offensive tree too so um it's an interesting that's an interesting matchup so for sure hopefully i'm I, honestly i don't necessarily want to see it but i'm not like a afraid of it either I suppose so all right a couple staying in the big sky right uh eastern Washington 27 UC Davis 24 so big win for eastern Washington kind of rebounding um from from uh their loss to the Bison early in the season they actually look pretty good so maybe who we saw early on in that game for eastern Washington is maybe who they truly are um Who knows though? So I got to talk about, again, let's just stay in the big sky. Keep going with that. Um, Montana drops a game to Northern Arizona. And we've talked about this. Northern Arizona lost to UND. And then the week prior, they lost to, to Utah tech formerly known as Dixie state who Montana had crushed 55 to 13, something ridiculous like that earlier in the season. So Montana had to have walked into there just totally overlooking them. But how do you do that when you barely beat Butler when you're Montana? You barely beat Division II Ferris State. How can you walk into any stadium overlooking any team? And, you know, I, I saw Craig Haley still had uh, Montana ranked 25th in his poll. Uh, that's kind of a joke to me. Like they haven't proven anything this year. Sure, they have just the one loss, but they are, are not good. Their Josh Hoffman says Montana has no offense. Yeah, their offense is atrocious. And even their defense to me, like Northern Arizona was moving the ball pretty well. Um, so Hawk looked like a dead man walking. Yeah, Jim agreed. Uh Austin Vanderball, Grizz aren't even pretending anymore. They just aren't good. Exactly. Exactly. They were pretending. Um, you know, maybe, maybe uh earlier in the season, but now fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. Nope. You're not very good, Montana. Sorry. So let's move it out of the big sky. Um, let's talk about our three Valley teams that played. Oh, we're still in the big sky. Actually this one. Good segue here. Um, Southern Utah beats West Illinois, 37, 17 Western's bad. Just bad, bad. Um, Missouri state <laughs> crushes Utah tech. Fifty-nine to fourteen. So, I, again, I don't know what any of this proves. Uh, this, this, uh, what Brendan call it, triangle of suckage uh, between Utah Tech, Montana, um, and NAU. They're all one and one against each other this year. So that's bizarre. And Then Illinois State. We'll talk about Illinois State here quick. Uh, beats L- Lindenwood, forty-eight to seventeen. Um, Illinois State, again, I don't necessarily understand who you are yet at this point for contender um, or pretender. So 48-17, to 17, um, you know, Lindenwood, I think it was 7-7 at the end of the first quarter, and then Illinois, Illinois State went crazy. Um, they're physical. They have this big running back. I've talked about him for a couple weeks. Mueller, I think, is his name. Um just really really looked good they have a smaller back that they're doing as a change of pace with him and then annexed at at quarterback Um, again another big arm player former big 10 player and um he's going to be all right so i don't know um that's going to be a tough game i'm not looking forward to the jacks heading out there uh to normal uh it was family weekend out there i think last yesterday and they had 13,000 plus fans in attendance for that game so We'll see what they bring um, against us in a couple weeks here. So that's a game that that's a team to watch. Illinois state has my curiosity or has my interest, right? Has my career. Curio- I'm curious about them. I, that's the right way to say it. All right. Another game, a CAA game that was interesting of note, Delaware over New Hampshire, 29, 25. Um, I think those are both two good teams. They're definitely not elite. They're not in the top five, um, but they're going to, maybe come out here for playoffs. We'll see how everything shakes out. Um, but they're teams right now that I'm not overly concerned about uh, Furman still on the right track, beat Mercer 38, 14, kind of an early season test, kind of a fun one there. Nova took it to Rhode Island, 35 to nine. That's interesting. And because Rhode Island was kind of one of those preseason hyped up CAA teams, um, probably pretender at this point. And I don't know if Nova is a contender, but they're probably in that middle tier, um, you know, so similar to to Furman, um, Delaware, New Hampshire, that's going to be an interesting CAA race, right? So fun. Like this is fun actually, like looking at these other games. Um, and then this is interesting, right? We've talked about Eastern Illinois a couple times just because they've beat a couple Valley schools, uh, 31 to 28 over McNeese. Uh, McNeese needs to just get back to, to focusing on being a good football team and not chasing FBS. Um, it's kind of sad to see the state of their program right now because they used to be a really good school uh, at, at FCS football. Uh, they're just not right now in Eastern Illinois again, picks up another win. Uh, so 31, 28 Eastern Illinois, I'm interested in you. I saw that uh, a couple of voters had them in their pool. So I don't know if they're top 25 worthy, but Hey, it's kind of fun to have them be relevant again out of the Ohio Valley. So yeah. And Ron says a dark horse team in the Redbirds, I'm assuming Illinois state. So yeah, definitely. Um, okay. I want to come back and just talk about, uh, uh, Eastern Kentucky and SEMO right Southeast Missouri. So obviously Southern Illinois had the huge win over SEMO. That's why SEMO is on our radar a little bit this year. Um, but it's it's just super interesting, right? Because then they turn around and lose this Eastern in cheapers. Eastern Kentucky, in really similar fashion. Um, you know, a last second field goal, right, to lose the game there. So uh, kind of a mess. So I, I don't know. I'm interested in that. Uh, Semo maybe had a great season last year. Maybe they're not all that. I don't know. Maybe just a tough schedule. Um, apparently not much defense again for them. So the last game I want to talk about is Holy cross over Colgate 47, seven. And I know we can't learn a ton just from Colgate. um, But Holy cross is a team that just annoys me so much. Uh, We've played them twice in the playoffs. They are just so chippy, so chirpy, um, but they play so physical Um, they are just beating the crap out of these teams Um, and and it just their offensive line uh, just looks like they're on a mission this year Uh, Sluka looks good Fuller their running back I think has a thousand touchdowns already this season Um, but that that team is a team that um, I would definitely put in the contender class right Um, I, I, I know that sounds really goofy coming out of the Patriot league, uh, but Holy Cross looks for real. Like they are a good team, a physical team that I think could go toe to toe with, you know, Montana state, SDSU, NDSU, um, Sac state, Idaho, uh, I have no idea about Southern Illinois right now. We don't know if they're contender or pretender yet. Brendan kind of alluded to that on the B team show last week. And I'm, I'm really with him on that. Um, but I am a believer in Holy Cross and I would put them in that elite group at the top. Um, those five teams that I just mentioned. So, um, you know, we'll see Sluka again. Uh, we saw what he can do when he's at his best in the playoffs. And I, and I believe that may, that game may have been been his best after watching him multiple times. Um, he's, I don't even want to say improved as a passer, but he just is who he is as a passer at this point. Uh, but it, it's his physicality, his leadership, his intangibles that, um, that he has um, that just make him dangerous. And the rest of the offense has plenty of talent too. So Dallas uh, joining us now in the chat, says Holy Cross is worrisome. Uh, Jim, uh, fans are pretty decent when we played in the spring. Yeah, uh, agreed. I, I, I think their, their fans were fun the ones in the spring and the ones last fall in the playoffs game. Uh, online, they're just awful too. But I think we're all awful online, so can't put too much weight in that. Um, and Seth says, Holy Cross is fourth in the country in my book, right behind the big three. Right there with you, Seth. That's how that's how I kind of see it right now. Um, like, honestly, it's not just the score from that game, 47-7. It's just how they did it. Like, it just it, – it physically dominated – another team um, to the point where I I was a little concerned about Colgate safety. Like they just, they look different. I like that head coach. I can't recall his name right now, Um, but, but they're going to be good. So again, put them right up there with Idaho, Sac State, um, and, and potentially Southern Illinois at this point. So that's how I see it shaking out. I don't vote in the FCS fans nation media poll. Uh, like some folks, but if I did, that would be kind of my top, uh, top six, seven. So, all right. The other sponsor I need to thank here um, is, is uh, Cubby's Sports Bar and Grill. And again, we talked about this last week. Um, for the longest time when I'd go to Cubby's, uh, I'd just get their bacon cheeseburger, right, in college. That's bacon cheeseburger waffle fries. Always heard about their waffle fries and and, and how good they were. And so I remember the first time I got to go and getting to try the waffle fries and how awesome it was. Um and bacon cheeseburger for me it was forever. And then uh went out with friends another time and you know they said, "Hey, you got to try this Mexicali wrap." So tried the Mexicali wrap, absolutely loved that. Started getting Chislic basket after that. Oh man, wings, so many good things. Um what was the thing that what was the appetizer tray that they had? Uh someone can tell me that, that'd be appreciated. Um, But anyways, then, you know, once you turn 21 and stuff and get to fully appreciate, like, their tap list and and everything there, um, I know for me, Cubbies, when I was in college and in Brookings, I loved going there for game days just to watch all the games that were on the big screen TVs. Um, And so, again, uh, go out, support Cubbies, and uh, just, you know, Thankful for them as a sponsor, just along with all the rest of our sponsors, too. So thank you. Stop in the Cubbies either on game day or any other time you're in Brookings and they'll get you hooked up uh, if you have time to eat. And if not, uh, if you're doing fast food, go to Culver's. So thanks, both of you. Uh, all right. We got some votes here. Ron Lowney. Awesome. Says it, I'm glad it's dinner time. Yeah, yeah, Ron, I just ate and now I made myself hungry again. So. Um, we got jalapeno nachos oh that's it daryl said all right good all right um so let's look ahead kind of to uh this upcoming weekend right of valley games and we finally get maybe our full first full week of valley action and this is where we kind of really see after you know non-conference schedule being tough i think for valley schools uh obviously we got UND at SDSU Um, We talked about that one already USD at NDSU. Uh, This one's going to be interesting. Um, I think teams can maybe still run the ball on NDSU this year. Um, And if, if USD shows up like they did against Lamar and granted it's Lamar, uh, but if Nate Thomas, if they lean on Nate Thomas and Travis Tice, they're going to be all right. I don't think they're going to win, but maybe it isn't a terrible score. Um, I think their defense is okay. This may be the first true like defensive test for NDSU. We'll see about that. Uh, Youngstown at Northern Iowa. So in the preseason, when my off season when I was doing my predictions, I did pick uh, you and I to win this one. I don't know anymore. Um, they just haven't looked that good, and Youngstown's looked decent. But, again, we're going to find out a little something, something about these teams here. So um, that's an interesting one. Missouri state at Southern Illinois. I think Southern Illinois takes care of business, but Missouri state finally showed that they can maybe put up some points. um, This last week, again, that's against Utah tech. So how much do we actually know? Uh, We're going to find out. And then uh, some of the the other game, the other game that we really don't care about is Indiana state versus Murray state. And so um, this is kind of the battle of the bottom of the Missouri Valley. So It's unfortunate, you know, these are two programs that, you know, every year are going to probably struggle. Tanner brought up an awesome um, point, I guess, about uh, how hard it is probably to recruit for those schools when they're competing against the MAC schools um, for essentially the same talent. And So who are they actually getting for athletes, these communities, you know, I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, But anyways, it's, that's going to be just a, that's kind of the Valley slate. Um, three really good games, UND, SDSU, USD, NDSU, and Youngstown in Northern Iowa. Uh, and then just, I'm going to keep an eye on that Missouri state Southern game too. Just to try to find out some more, what we can see. Uh, Jim asked a good question here to Alex. Alex, what do you, what does your model say about UNI now? And Alex says his model still views them as the fourth best in Missouri Valley. But very close caliber to UND, so interesting. And he says, have to keep in mind that is a function of both teams' strength of schedule. So we'll again, we'll find out more as we add more games. So um, with that, we're gonna end up end up end it short tonight, um, just because I'm by myself at this point. We've gone through everything we can. We talked through a lot of the fun FCS games. We previewed UND, um, but yeah, really want to thank again. Uh Kubota, Dealers of South Dakota, um, Cubbies, Culvers, and Jackrabbit Central. So thank you everyone uh, for for supporting. Uh, Jason Dorman, thank you again. I, I had this in my notes and I didn't bring it up. Um, 120 tickets left for you and I and Hobode. Uh, so that's cool. We mentioned UND is likely sold out. NDSU is sold out, it looks like officially um students it looks like there's been a tweet out so find the the jackrabbit athletics twitter account if you plan to bring students from other schools to this game uh, jack's pass has a limited amount of time so yeah uh, a limited amount of days when you can actually pick up your jack's pass or get it added to your account i'm not sure how it works um no garage time <laughs> yeah jim we're gonna leave it short tonight uh just because just by myself so Oh, are we to wear a specific color? Good, good question, Kim. Uh, I think it's blue and blue and yellow, isn't it? Is it blue? I forget. Um, But the Fighting Farleys are finished. Ron, they're never dead. They're like, they're like uh, Frankenstein or Dracula or whatever. They're never dead. So the Fighting Farleys are finished. I like that. All right. And that's a good one to end on. Thanks everyone for being here. I know the FCS Fans Nation crew is actually doing a, a show right now live, so head on over there, ask them your questions. Uh, but, again, thanks, to everyone, for being here. With that, go big, go blue, go Jacks. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to once again thank our sponsors, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, Jackrabbit Central, and Colby Sports Bar and Grill. And, as always, go Jacks.